we're going to teach you a new term today, passy pong. You may not have heard of it, but chances are you've played it and you've played it with your little one when you were trying to get them to sleep through the night. Christy from Philly is playing that game right now with her eight-week-old and she's losing sleep in the process. So today on the podcast, we'll talk about that battle and the battle is not against the waking. The battle is not against the baby. It's against the lie. And we'll explain exactly what that lie is. And on the other side of the coin, what do you do when your baby just won't take a pacifier? Are there some kids that just won't take one? We'll give you the steps to finding the right pacifier for your baby, how to get them to take it, and when it's time to call your pediatrician. I'm Laura. And I'm Jennifer. Welcome to the Moms on Call podcast. We are so glad you're here. Whoever said babies and toddlers don't come with an instruction manual never met the moms on call. For nearly 20 years, Jennifer Walker and Laura Hunter have helped over half a million families navigate parenthood with their best-selling books, online courses, apps, and network of certified consultants. And now they have this podcast to talk directly with you. Ask your questions at 888-234-7979. Welcome to the Moms on Call podcast with Jennifer Walker and Laura Hunter. Hi, good morning. My name is Christy calling from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. I'm a first time mom to a four month old. Through the night, she's been sleeping. I've been using the schedule since she was about eight weeks old. So she's been sleeping through the night from about 7.30 p.m. until about 7 a.m. when she will eat again. She's been on that schedule for several weeks now. Um, The only thing that wakes her up at night is she'll start to fuss a little when um, her passy has fallen out of her mouth or just in general she'll start fussing. And she is still in the room with us. as soon as I start to hear her fussing, I immediately know that the passy will help her settle. So what I've done is I've tried to wait it out and let her kind of fuss or settle herself. But my concern is if I do that, then she'll wake herself up by fussing a little bit too much to the point where she wakes herself up. That if I just give her passy back, it will settle her right away. However, the problem with that is I'm getting completely interrupted sleep where I'm up anywhere from like five to 10 or 12 times a night, just kind of popping up, putting Passy back in. So I'm wondering if there's anybody who's having that experience or if either of you have had that same experience and if there's something that I can do um, or try that I maybe I'm not thinking about. Thank you so much for your help and have a great day. We actually have a word for this. It's not ping pong. It's Passy pong. And yes, it is something that we can get kind of caught up in, right? It's, it's that, oh my gosh, I'll just immediately give it back. And, and what we're doing when we do that at this age, we use a passy. Yes, we use it. But at this age, they can get their own hands and fingers if we give them an opportunity. Otherwise, you do have to be willing to play passy pong until, gosh, sometimes eight, nine months old before they can find that passy on their own. I'm not willing to do that because I don't want to be up 10 to 12 times every single night just to pop that passy in. So one thing that I would consider, too, is 
if you can get her into her room and her crib at this age, because she's four months old, she should be out of the swaddle. And we can always bring back those little sleep sacks for later on once they learn how to master rolling over and finding their own hands and fingers and their own comfy spot then we can allow that. So the crib is great because they're exploring and scooting and rocking and rolling and that bassinet tends to be a little bit on the smaller side. And as far as just internally, (laughs) you are not battling an awake cycle. You're not battling a baby. You're battling a lie. And here's the lie. The lie says they cannot get back to sleep unless the passy goes back in their mouth. And here's the beautiful thing. We are going to end a tragedy today, and the tragedy is your baby sleeps 12 hours, and you sleep maybe four uninterrupted. (laughs) We can't have that. I want you alert to enjoy this baby. So we are going to fix this tragedy. And if the passy falls out, it can stay out. At four months old, they can figure out how to get back to sleep without it. Now, does that involve what I call the... The sound of achievement, yes, it does. (laughs) Is that frustrating for a couple days? Yes, it is. But we will walk you through it. And what I would recommend is get with one of our consultants to walk you through that so you can ask all those specific questions that you will be plagued with for two or three days, and then this won't be a problem anymore. Then everybody will sleep 12 hours a night, and cumulatively, you will be so much happier. And so let's just go on the truth. The truth is this child is safe. They're loved. They can learn to do this. And your battle is not against the waking. The battle's against the lie. Let's believe what they're capable of, and we will walk with you. One of our consultants, Laura or I, check us out at momsoncall.com, and we will walk with you for the days that it takes to get you from here to there so that everybody can sleep all night. Hey, Laura, how many hours do you think infants spend in their crib every day? Oh, gosh. At least 12. At least 14 to 15. Yes. That's a lot of time. It is. So you think you want to be comfortable there? I mean, wouldn't you agree? I'm a little jealous. Really? Because we were talking to one of the girls who was able to test the Moms on Call Colgate crib mattress. It's the sleep and grow. And her comment was, I want to curl myself up small enough to be able to lay on this mattress. It is so comfortable. It is so comfortable. And I love the way that we chose to do it. We chose and designed it specifically the way we wanted it done, right? So it's so cute. Yes. And it is firm on one side for that newborn, but then you can flip it over. It grows with your furniture and your baby. Oh my gosh. That's just the best. But it's not only comfortable, although I feel like comfort, if you're going to be there more than 12 hours a day, it's pretty essential. It also really supports healthy growth and development. It's a waterproof. It cleans up. Waterproof. Who are we kidding? You know, fluids (laughs) come out of babies. Everywhere. Yeah. So (laughs) it's quote unquote waterproof, safe, eco-friendly. Like they just told us that we could shoot for the moon. So we did. And we, we so did. And we had so much fun doing that. And it's, it's packed with 5.5 inches of eco-friendly or foam. And it's made with sustainable plant oils 
that was super important to us. It was. Well, and also the fire retardant capabilities, you know, sometimes we worry about those things that we put on them, but this barrier is safe for baby. So yeah, so it's flame retardant. It is eco-friendly. It's breathable. We, we thought of everything that we could think of, but most important, it's comfortable and available. So go check out the Mom's on Call Sleep and Grow Mattress that we partnered with Colgate for at MomsOnCall.com. Hey there, this is Lindley and I live in Alabama. My two oldest daughters took a passy basically right away, but I have a newborn son and he's refusing a pacifier. It's uncharted territory for me. Should I keep trying different kinds to try to find one he likes or do I just have a baby who doesn't want to take a passy? And if they don't take a passy, do they eventually just learn how to self-soothe? I've never been in a position where sticking a passy in the baby's mouth doesn't help soothe them when they're upset. And I would hate for him to just cry it out so much. So if there's something I could do to help him, that would be great. I'm wondering how long I should keep trying to push the passy on him before I just call it quits. I really thought I was pretty prepared for baby number three, but this one is throwing me a curveball already. (laughs) Thank you for your help. Oh, man, those curveballs come. And, you know, just when we think, oh, yeah, we so got this, that third one comes along. Or fourth fourth one. Or fifth one. (laughs) (laughs) And there's always those curveballs. And and listen, with the Passy, you know, we use a Passy. It's great. It can definitely help with those, with soothing, especially when they're still swaddled under that three months of age mark. Once they're three months of age, they don't need the Passy anymore. They can self-soothe. They can find their fingers and their hands. Until then, yes, I would try a Passy when maybe some of the other things didn't work. Jiggling and soothing and swaddling correctly. And, uh, and, and then the type of Passy is a big deal. We like the ones with the big bulb. Um, we like the ones that have a mouthpiece that's shaped away from the mouth, so it's not contoured to the mouth. Um, and you can find these at many stores. You can go to momsoncall.com. We have a list of things that we like. So we want to use that when we put it in their mouth. We want to kind of circle it around in a circle and tap it with your fingernail. So Tapping it almost- with the fingernail is, I'm just saying, I can almost get every baby to take a passy with the right passy. Yeah. Just by tapping, creating that vibration. You're tapping the handle with your fingernail while it's in their mouth. And sometimes you can kind of uh, create your hand, you know, in a C hold around their mouth a little bit, and then just tap that passy, twist it, tap, twist, just let them know it's there and give them some time to get used to it. Now, are there kids that are resistant to all of even the best methods. Yes, children will humble us all the time. So, you know, if that is not something that you're comfortably able to take, I want you to do two things. Number one, I want to make sure when you go to the pediatrician that you have them look for a tongue tie, that we make sure that we're not having any issues with the tongue being able to take a passage. Just as a quick look, they can tell real easy. And the second thing I want you to do is not to worry because that child that doesn't take a passy will be just fine. Your question, will they learn to self-soothe? Oh my goodness, we are strong, adaptable, and resilient. And yes, they will absolutely learn how to soothe themselves. Many kids without passies have grown up perfectly fine with great coping mechanisms and soothing (laughs) skills. And yours could absolutely be one of them and will. So if that's not an option for us, do they adapt? Yes, they do. 
Thank you for listening to the Moms on Call podcast. If you have a question for Jennifer and Laura, call 888-234-7979. Visit momsoncall.com for resources to help you parent with confidence and thrive, not just survive your amazing parenting journey. 